I think we're good. Yeah, I think so. So you were saying you had something going on, something new? Uh, kind of. So I'm I'm really on the fence about something. So I know how I've mentioned to you in the past how I do have a fondness for dancing. Right, right, yeah. Um, well, this this dancer I this dancer I followed, who I actually recommended before, Matt Stefanina. Right, right, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, he released a choreography for the song uh, Bagan. Bagan. Uh, trying to Bagan, Bagan. Uh, Bagan. I have no idea how to pronounce that. The top one. Oh, it's just that's Bagan. Yeah. Oh yeah, but by cam by the band name, if you can see it. Oh. It's um. Not sure how to pronounce it. Wineskin, maybe. If I'm, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that character right. I think that's an ooh sound it makes, as much as it's could the a with the little o over. I think, oh, okay. but I also don't know what language that's supposed yeah, to be because I think that basis is Danish, which I don't know that that's what that is necessarily. Mm. But uh, that song's been pretty popular lately, hmm. um, and he released a choreography for that song, and I just like I fell in love with that choreography. Interesting. So I wanted to try to learn it. But um, it, it's more. It's one of his more advanced routines. Yeah, okay. So uh, typically, like uh, his more simpler routines, he'll do like free tutorials on YouTube. But uh, his more advanced stuff, he'll tend to uh, release, make a tutorial, but for his own website. Okay. And uh, his website, you have to have like a paid subscription, which like I understand, like that's how he makes money. And he has like just other things on there, like how to dance, like just like other tutorials, just like it's a decent database. But the price for this is like, uh, well, originally it's like twenty seven dollars a month, which I Jesus. exactly yeah like that's, that's pretty high that yeah, uh, he does I don't know if it's like a special right now because I I looked because I was interested, uh, he has like a a ten dollar discount code like forever apparently going on right now, so you could get it for like seventeen dollars but even then that's still way too much money i think that's still a lot for dance tutorials like i don't know man that's yeah like that it's literally double well the original price is like more than triple a netflix subscription jesus fucking christ yeah that's pretty rough so yeah like as i love the routine like i want to learn it but i really don't want to spend potentially 27 dollars just for that yeah i don't know that's questionable for sure because i did something like that uh, back in, I want to say 2017, uh, he released... Holy fuck, there's a train going by. Oh, yeah, there is. Hopefully I don't know. That's not too loud for the recording. Yeah, Go I don't on. think I can hear it. Um, but I did this back in 2017. Uh, this, the song was I Spy by Kyle, if you can remember that at all. Mm, I can't say I recognize the track name. You might uh, recognize like a, a snippet of it, but anyway... Um, back hmm. in the day, he had, like, a phone app. It was, like, only a phone app, and that was, like, $4 a month. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll spend, I'll spend $4 to, like, learn this routine. Like, whatever. Hmm. And, but that was, like, 2017, like, four years ago. Yeah. And now it's way more than tripled, more than quadrupled. It's, like, no thanks. I just almost feels greedy at that point. Yeah. Like, that's kind of, man. So, yeah, I'm really on the fence about that. I've contemplated just kind of, like, going over by the video, like, not frame by frame, but, like, step by step. Like, not, obviously not a tutorial, but, like, the actual routine. Just, like, mm-hmm. slowing it down and trying to, like, relearn it like that. I mean, it could be a way to do it. It's definitely more challenging because you don't have, like, A, uh, Matt himself saying, okay, guys, like, this is what you do. Like, make sure you have, your like, your right 
foot like in this position like stuff like that mm-hmm. so okay, right. it, yeah it's definitely gonna be a bit more of a challenge but i might just have to do that yeah i don't know that like that price point like i'm sure from the way you've talked about it he has good info but it just seems like i don't know that seems like you're just it's, trying to get a lot of money out of your yeah, audience at that it's point. way too steep like that's a lot just for dance tutorials. Like I don't want to like devalue like that as a hobby or anything. Oh no, yeah, definitely. For sure. But I don't know. Like it just feels like that's you're asking a lot of people at that point. Like I can understand like if you want to like if you're don't really know dancing at all, but you really want to dive headfirst into it because like he also just has like general like dance lessons as well, as well as like tutorials for his routines. Okay. So like. It, I could see the value if you want to like learn, like from the ground up from that. Mm. But I just want I just want this one routine. That's literally it. Yeah. So for me personally, it's really not worth it. Yeah, that's understandable for sure. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. Hmm. So yeah, that was my big thing. Like that that happened to me. Hmm. Well, yeah, I don't know, cause I mean, that's that's yeah. But speaking of big things to happen, it's the newest episode of Balcony Banter. Oh boy, it is, isn't it? Episode 41, I if suppose, I'm not mistaken. I suppose that's why we're out here recording today. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's why we're here. That's right. Uh, who am I? Oh yeah, I'm Big B. Oh, I think? I'm not sure. Oh yeah, I'm B. Oh uh, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. We... <laughs> We're definitely not too stoned to remember <laughs> what the fuck's going on right now. Oh yeah, no, we, we're we're present. We're, we know what's going on. I, I got a good head on my shoulders. Oh yeah, my my folks always told me I was a clever boy. <laughs> <laughs> Hate to break it to you, but that's what all the parents say. <laughs> Fuck shit. Oh no, kneecapped by my own co-host <laughs> straight up the gate. Um, oh, I, f- I for sure was not a clever boy. That that was my that was my point in that. I wasn't trying to bash you. <laughs> oh no. Oh boy. You're 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 clever. You oh just, well, now, yeah, you, but you just you know you, you sometimes get a little get a little get a little carried away what, and get what lost are you in the woods. About? <laughs> oh yeah, that time. <laughs> uh that's always one of my favorites to bring up. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't care, oh, but shit. Um, we uh we don't have any guests this week. Yeah, it's just the two of us. But I, we fucking put the call out. Nobody, <laughs> nobody fucking. No, nobody answered. Unfortunately. Nobody, oh, the only person who answered was Fly. And she <laughs> she basically just responded to tell me she was busy watching Shang Chi. Yeah. Which, to be fair, I don't blame her for. I want to go see it. I've been hearing good things about it. Uh, what is it? Like a movie, TV show, or? Yeah, it's it's okay. the new MCU thing. Have you, not, oh, have you not heard about this? No, I haven't. It's Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's. Uh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty hyped for it because well, it's the first like all like Asian led like MCU movie, kind of kind of okay. almost like in a similar vein to like Black Panther and how it kind of took the approach for um, being very much about like you know um, like African some, culture. Yeah, African and just like a movie led by like the you only know, like, black people um, mm-hmm. and um, and sort of being like cultural representation of that. This is sort of kind of being presented in a similar way but for uh more like an asian demographic particularly original comic pulls a lot from like chinese and like hong kong like kung fu movies and shit like that as far as its inspiration because shang chi's like a pretty old character and a lot of the older comics are actually pretty like (laughs) racist i i I almost want to say low-key racist but some of the old stuff is definitely not low-key 
Uh, but yeah, it's it, it looks like an interesting movie, and I'm really stoked about the lead too, like the main guy playing the, the titular Shang Chi is uh, Simu Liu. Mm-hmm. Who is a Canadian actor? Oh, actually, oh really? Uh, That's Asian, cool. Asian Canadian actor. He's super cool. He was on Kim's Convenience for a while on CBC. Oh, that. Is, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy who plays um, uh, uh, Jun, the uh, older brother of uh, the main uh, girl in the show. Okay, I'm forgetting her name now. Well, it's been a while since I've seen it. Fuck. Well, isn't he the? Oh no, I'm brain farting. <laughs> Shit, I feel really bad. I like that show a lot. <laughs> Janet, uh, Janet's oh, older okay. brother, Jun, uh, Jun. Wasn't he the um, uh, house arrest like main officer for Ant Man in the Ant Man movies? No, no, that's a different guy. Oh, totally different guy. Oh, okay, no, no, never mind. I have no idea who you're talking about. Then no. my apologies. Oh, have you not heard of Kim's Convenience before? Oh, I know, I know the show, but like I, I'd never seen an episode. Oh, okay, fair enough. You sh- man, I should show you that show after this because okay. it's it's honestly super good. Like, oh, yeah? do you, do you know anything about it? I know, I like, I know it's like a Canadian classic, but like I've seen like snippets of the show. It's so like pretty, I yeah, I think I get the vibe, but yeah, I've just never seen a full episode. Yeah, it's pretty recent for for anyone listening who doesn't know. It's it's basically a show uh, from up here in Canada. It was shot in Van- not in Vancouver, sorry, in Toronto. <laughs> Um, but it's basically set, it's set in Toronto, which is of course part of it too, but it's basically centered around, um, this South Korean couple who many years ago, uh, immigrated to Canada and they started running a convenience store in Toronto and they have a daughter, Janet and a son named Jung and, or Jung and, uh, basically, um, the Jung's left cause there's some drama between him and the, uh, the father, Mr. Kim. Um, but Janet's still living at home, at least in, in the first season, and she's it, it's kind of like kind of examining their family dynamic and sort of the life mm-hmm. of like you know Janet and her brother as uh, or Janet and Chung as uh, basically like their lives as sort of like first um, first generation like Canadians and stuff okay. like that, and you know their parents being immigrants and stuff to some extent mm-hmm. too, but. Also, just kind of like like sort of their perspective, sort of living within Canada and stuff like that. And it's really interesting, and I find okay. it partly interesting because um, the town where I was living before I moved out, just outside of the town we're living in now, okay. um, there's a convenience store nearby that actually was being run by uh, I believe a South Korean family who had come here. Okay, um, and I had just picked up on that just because like. I remember when they first moved in, took over the the convenience store there that they were running, mm-hmm. and I just remember seeing like him, uh, like the main guy uh, there, reading like news articles that I could tell were written Hangul and stuff. So mm-hmm. okay. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So like, okay, I I, I kind of picked up on that because um, he had an accent and stuff too. But I mean, he spoke good English. It just mm-hmm. you know, he you, you could tell it wasn't his first language kind of. Oh thing. yeah. He oh, fuck. He was such a cool dude too. Cause he was, <laughs> has hair done up nice. And then he, especially when he first took over and was first working there, he'd always be wearing these, like, really nice color, like, a, a nice, like, light pink or, like, a nice light blue, like, polo shirt with <laughs> okay. the collar just fucking popped. <laughs> like, like just yeah. rocking it. And I, I, yeah. it was, <laughs> I loved it. It was such a good look. <laughs> I don't see him pulling it anymore when I'm out there, but he's a... Uh, He's a good dude, and I love their store. Like when they, because like when we first moved there, it was like this dingy little little hole, basically. Uh, okay. And it, it like there was this like old white couple that were running it, and it was just like very, 
I don't know. It just seemed like a, a rough spot. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was just kind of a dingy, sad little convenience store. But uh, okay. they took over, and like ever since then, it just always gets better. Like every time I go in there, well, that's they, good. they have more shit, and just like they, they just seem to always be doing better and better. Like they they nice. get a lot of business in the town, and it's man, it's they do very well for themselves there. They man, it's it's nice, yeah, when uh, you get a new owner like that, and. Yeah, they just kind of uplift the place and just, yeah, up, yeah, uplift it and just make it better. Yeah, for sure. But that's part of why I really like Kim's Convenience, because I felt like, in a way, it kind of gave me some insight into these actual people that I know. Okay. Um, like, obviously, like, the, the experiences aren't really necessarily one-to-one. But oh, yeah, but, like, to a degree. Yeah, I feel like it, it gives you that kind of bit of insight. Cause I know the creator, I believe, like... Um, it, it was based on like a play that he had done for a bit and had done some okay. rounds in Toronto and stuff like that and then they it became like a TV series and it, it honestly it's it's really good it's a really funny show but it's it's very heartfelt at the same time like it, okay it feels very legit and it feels very much like it's coming from a point of view that like like it feels like you're kind of getting to experience like somebody who who understands this this culture and this this sort of viewpoint like presenting it and sharing it with the rest of us and from like a way that also, in a in a way, I feel like really embl like is very emblematic of like that really like multicultural spirit that I feel like Canada like at least that was the way that was always presented to me as a kid that I feel like Canada should have. But mm. I mean, it's not to say that Canada doesn't have issues with uh, racism or, or bigots and stuff no, yeah. like that because there's certainly plenty of them. But I, I don't know. I I always like to think that we're for the most part, better than the states and stuff in that yeah, regard. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. It's sometimes it gets hard to believe that these days, though. It's, it's well, I mean, tough. yeah, the recent tragedies and stuff, but yeah, but yeah, obviously, like no one, no country's history is perfect, unfortunately. Well, no, and I mean, Canada historically and even today can certainly treat uh, its natives better, especially. But I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of issues, and I mean, anyone like you know. Basically, any POC in Canada still faces a lot of issues even today. So, mm-hmm. um, especially in more rural areas, but um, that's not always necessarily the case either. Exclusively, so and there's still a lot of good people to be fair. But oh yeah, it's yeah, it's tough. But what about you, bees? You've been watching anything new? You've been checking out any um, new stuff lately? Not, not really. Well. I guess yes and no. Um, I've mentioned uh, this on the podcast a couple times before, but uh, my love for the show MASH. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, I learned recently... I don't think I... No, I don't think I mentioned this this part on the podcast. Oh. Uh, but I, I learned recently, it's on Disney+. Plus. Oh, uh, probably part of the whole Fox bio. Yeah, uh, it was owned by Fox. Like, that was... Um, that is the reason. That but that just sense. like yeah. that just blew my mind because it's huh. it's a comedy from the seventies, and yeah, just on a war comedy from the seventies on Disney Plus. Well, Mash is like a really famous show. Though. Oh yeah, like, it is a very famous show. It, it it doesn't surprise me in that like Disney plot like they would want to have that in their catalog because it's a very famous show that a lot of people mm. like. And knowing that it's on Disney Plus is more incentive for people. Like that—that's anyone who's like a big fan of that show that wants to check it out on streaming. They have to mm. go to Disney Plus now, basically. So yeah. It's... But I just remember, like, uh, I wanted to watch it for like the first time, for, or the first time, like uh, all the way through, because like I've only watched it on TV, so I may have missed like a few episodes. Mm. So, 
yeah, I just wanted to like watch it from like season one all the way to the end. And yeah, I remember Googling it and I saw like one of those Google questions pop up like, is Disney, no, is MASH on Disney Plus? And I remember thinking to myself, that's a stupid question. Like, why would that be on Disney Plus? Then, but lo then and you, behold, then you remember the Fox bio. Yeah, like Simpsons is on is like on Disney Plus. Yeah, and too right. So mm-hmm. like, there's there's a lot of things you wouldn't necessarily expect, but Disney's trying to just own fucking everything. Oh yeah, so. building an empire. It's scary in a way, but in a big way, really. But um, aside from that. Man, I don't know. I've been doing a whole lot new. I've been busy with like a lot of like life shit, basically, mm-hmm. um, like like work type <laughs> shit or other things that have just been like occupying my my time and my energy. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's not been bad though. I was out seeing my folks last weekend, oh, which was good. nice. Um, it was uh, my dad and my stepmom's uh, anniversary, so we were oh, out nice. there celebrating that. Well, congratulations! Having some some fucking weed and alcohol and. <laughs> making i fucking was grilling barbecue fucking uh beer can chicken oh on a charcoal grill for a while okay uh dad and i were doing that that was pretty fun um and then we were also doing up like other veggies and shit inside and uh boyfriend there valentine was helping cook stuff with my brother and my fucking uh grandmother and shit too inside and we're getting all that fucking put together and we're all decently stoned <laughs> stepmother was rolling us joints and shit but it was it was a very nice time oh it's always nice to have uh some good quality time with the family yeah absolutely we we spent the night there and uh then yeah that was we got up the next morning that was when we fucking cleaned out the goddamn air conditioner <laughs> that fucker you i think you could hear it in one episode the, the one that we did oh yeah i think the one we did with dingo um, recently Probably. where we recorded here in person mm. and fucking uh, that thing was still doing the <laughs> bullshit it was doing where it would be really goddamn noisy yeah just like it'd be fine and then all of a sudden it'd just make this like horrible sound like it was constipated yeah it would like slowly build up this like and then it'd be like and it was just like vibrating yeah. <laughs> it, it basically it was just clogged to hell with dust because uh, okay. one of the fucking like vent things it has on the back just doesn't have a filter like there's just no filter oh, on it. oh really it, like when my dad and I pulled apart we're like oh this is just like a vent like this like why was there no filter for this like this is oh, okay. stupid like mm. so we got it blasted out because the big reason I took it out there is because he's got a big fucking air compressor and mm. I live in a small apartment and I can't run something with that in here. So, and plus shit like that's expensive. It's, it's like a big Hulk and like, it'd be something you'd see in like a, a proper workshop kind of thing, right? So, uh, so yeah. did you like know that was the issue? Like it was just clogged? Or did you just like say, hey dad, I need I well, AC, it's broken. After I know? talked to him about it, he, he was pretty certain that was it. Oh, uh, okay. And I, of course, as well, and I trust him because he's, you know, been around the block a few more times than me. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and dealt with stuff like this before. So I was like, all right, well, so I brought it out and we dealt with that. And, yeah, I mean, it's working a fuckload better now. Oh, so. oh yeah, for sure. I can. It's a lot more bearable in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it. that's the other thing, too, though, is that it's, uh, like, as soon as fucking September, yeah. the temperature fucking dropped. Yep. Like, it was like you could feel the, like, month change, You basically. really could, because I remember, la- yeah, last night, because obviously last night was, like, the first, well, second night, but anyway, um, <laughs> you, you get my point. The first, but actually. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I had to, like, shut my window, because I was freaking shivering, 
And, like, I remember, like, sitting in my bed sweating the last few nights, like, oh, wow, this is a little rough. And then, boom, gone to shivers. Yeah, it's, uh, man, he's getting up for the gym. Like, actually, even yesterday morning, too, like, because yesterday morning, I think it was, like, 11 degrees outside Mm -hmm. when I got up at, like, 5 a.m. Thereabouts. And I fucking because well it would have been closer to like 5 45 that i went out to the car to actually go to the gym but yeah like i stepped outside and it was just like man like this it's brisk out like <laughs> it's i actually gotta nippy. turn the turn the heat up in the car like a little bit like <laughs> no i still want to kind of cool in here but like man it's who she she's a little fresh out so mm-hmm. but i i definitely didn't hate it like when i was done at the gym too it was nice it was still pretty cool like it, it warmed up a bit but the sun was starting to come up and stuff, but mm. it was it was nice coming out, being like sweaty from that, and just like whew, cool fresh air. As soon as you step out, it was <laughs> like, oh, that's that's nice, that's refreshing. Oh yeah, it's, it, well yeah, it's probably nice not to uh, leave the gym all hot and sweaty and step outside into an oven, just be blasted yeah, with well, a wall of heat. That was the fucking reality for a few weeks there. Oh yeah. Well, there'd be days I'd be leaving the gym from there. Like I'd be doing my like uh, cardio on the elliptical at first, and I'd be like. By the end of the half hour, I'd be fucking dripping sweat. <laughs> like, it was obscene. Like, I looked down, and you could just see, like, all these, like, drops of sweat and, like, oh, shit. stuff on the ground. Like, it was it was rough. Like, I could just feel it dripping off my arm <laughs> as I'm fucking going and, like, down my face. And, oh. like, uh, I keep fucking, like, wiping sweat off my forehead like a goddamn oh. windshield wiper. <laughs> keep my fucking... So I'm not, like, getting fucking uh, sweat all in my eyes and shit, irritating it ridiculous yeah I've, I've said this on the show before but i don't mind the heat per se but i just hate sweating like my word sweating is awful i feel you well like because there, there'd be points where we'd be here in the apartment and we'd be like you would just constantly be in sweat like you, mm. your body would just constantly be like a bit of sweat on you yeah and it i fucking hate it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because well you're in, yeah you're, you're in the comfort of your own home you don't want to be sweating in your home it's so irritating but it's been nice now because today yeah, like right it's now cooler. it's like 19 degrees it's dropping down it was it was only up like just like the low 20s like i think maybe 22 i think was the highest it got today mm. it's starting to drop down now sun's basically gone down it's 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 nice and chill we got the fan going to mm. give us a little bit of cool air windows open for some fresh air but we're oh yeah it's feeling nice right now yeah it's, it's a nice temperature it's feeling pretty pretty decent oh got a clean take on that one <laughs> I'm fucking drinking. I, you fucking saw. This is like my third one of these fucking Palm Bays. Cause, man, these case these Palm Bay Rainbow Twists taste like those fucking uh, rainbow popsicles. Yeah, right? they do. Like the, not the um the like rocket pops. Cause there's the Smirnoff ones yeah. that taste like those. But these are like those. Um, these are like the no frills ones. Like you get. Yeah, like the the green, blue, and red the, ones. Yeah, no frills like no name ones like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like it's it's almost more like a fruit punch, almost kind of tastes slightly, but like it's not quite the same. But if you were to like, I don't know, because I can't think of the term that would be used for like, because I think of a rocket pop, and that's yeah. that's the one you would think of for the Smirnoff mm. one. Yeah, but I don't know what the term is for the this type of. I know exactly what ones are talking about i just yeah i can't yeah i don't know the like the official name but i'm trying to think of what it's called because like to explain to someone who's never drank yeah the the palm bay rainbow twists it's like i don't know you wouldn't necessarily it's hard for me to because i want people to know what i'm talking (laughs) about without necessarily having to have had the drink but well hopefully we explained it all right in that i mean (laughs) if you just look up palm bay rainbow twists 
and you just look at the can, like you'll know what we mean. Hopefully, yeah. Um, it's quite good though. I recommend it, but they're dangerous too because it's like it's that oh, kind yeah. of drink, right? Like the you you know the kind that's like because the thing is like I'll get a beer and I like beer, I like the taste of beer, but I won't drink a beer super fast because it's it's really carbonated for like yeah. generally, and it's just like it's also just it a, like a heavier drink. Like if you drink yeah. a lot of beer, you feel it in your gut. Well, especially if you're drinking a stout or something like that, oh, right? Yeah. Like really really dark beer. It's that for sure. If you're drinking something light, like pretty light, like it's sometimes that it can be a little easier going with mm. that. But um, I, I like a nice light blonde too. Those can be uh, nice. But um, yeah, like I find I don't drink those quite as quick. So like I, I can kind of nurse it for a while and just kind of enjoy it for a bit. Something like these fucking Palm Bays, though. <laughs> oh, these are the kinds just... of drinks where it's like, ooh, this is really fruity and yeah, fresh and it's nice. Really, yeah, and refreshing. It's, and... it's, it's, ooh, this is really sweet and good. And you just find yourself taking sips of it fucking constantly because yeah. it tastes and so good. Next thing you know, you're three quarters done. It's like, oh, I got to get a new one soon. And you find okay. you're fucking 25 minutes through a podcast yep. recording and you're fucking three drinks <laughs> you're in three already. three drinks <laughs> Well, this is drink three, I guess. I'm technically two in on my third. But mm. regardless, it's... It's, they just go down so nice and easy. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I, I mean, my tolerance is enough at least that it's like I can't, I can, I can take that. I can, oh, I yeah. can live through that. Um, but I mean, we were smoking weed before this too. Oh yeah, as as is as is essentially <laughs> tradition at this point. Yeah, we just like to get a good vibe going for the show. Oh yeah, well it's 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 that kind of like. <laughs> I was gonna compare it to like Hunter S. Thompson, but it's yeah. it, it, that it, just as a joke because like mm-hmm. it, there was a. Did you, do you know who Hunter S. Thompson is? Like, uh, he made like, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, didn't he? Okay. <laughs> or not am I quite. thinking of fuck? Not quite. No, no. Well, no. You're okay. You're not wrong. There, there is a connection there. Okay. Um, but it's not the connection you're thinking it is. Oh, okay. So that I don't forget the director of Fear and Loathing. Uh, but it star Johnny Depp as. Raul, uh, oh no, something. not the movie, the book, like Fear and Loathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he, yeah. He, he wrote, wrote he wrote the book. Fear yeah, and that's Loathing. what I meant. And then yeah, the movie is based on that, and the care main character mm-hmm. in Fear and Loathing is like a, a sort of somewhat fictionalized version of Hunter S. Thompson. Because uh, okay. like, do you know who he was, or like much uh, about him? Or the only thing I know about him is like through the book, and like that the book is obviously just like. Well, I've never read the book, so, like, I've only heard, like, stories about it, so even then I don't 100% know. But, like, I know of it. Like, it's just, like, really, like, not maybe trippy is the right word, but... So, like, Hunter S. Thompson was, like, a obviously, like, a real dude. Like, he's the one who wrote the novel. Mm -hmm. The the book is kind of a fictionalized, but not quite fictionalized account of, like, real events that he went through. Mm -hmm. So... Hunter S. Thompson is known, and basically he's like kind of considered like the godfather of what's called gonzo journalism, okay. which is basically a form of journalism that isn't necessarily trying to convey like actual hard facts and information in the same way, but more kind of like an emotion and a vibe in a sense, or or at least like kind of an experience more so, like not not something so much tangible as like actual like raw information like like the news that we see like at least in the ideal of what it should be obviously there's a lot of political spin that gets put on things in in the news today Mm. depending on what network you're coming from in terms of where it's trying to lean you towards but genuine like generally like news media should be objective fact that just these are events that are happening we are informing you of this right okay 
gonzo journalism is more about like here is like an experience and a perspective and i'm gonna like i'm going to write this in a way to kind of put you in that that reality okay so hunter s thompson was basically that's it was his style he would go to these events or these things that were going on and he would write about it and then he would basically um like kind of maybe exaggerate or alter certain things a little Mm. bit to kind of make it a little bit more narratively pleasing but it would basically ultimately still be like kind of a blend of fact and fiction but that would basically be the, the whole idea is it would lay out this um this sort of idea of like giving you a sense of like what this experience was that you were you were kind of witnessing, right? Okay. Super super interesting guy. Um, so like that's the thing, like the, like some of the stuff with fear and loathing, like it's not necessarily all. Some of it's a little bit exaggerated. There's some like you know fiction sprinkled into it, mm-hmm. and it's hard to know exactly what was true and what wasn't. But like there were elements of that that were pretty legit and actually an interesting thing too is johnny depp was actually pretty good friends with hunter s thompson oh, like really? in person and he okay. actually has a cameo in the movie okay hmm. he actually appears briefly well, that's cool. um and it's it's super interesting but yeah like he reading shit about him like he's he seems like a, a really interesting person and uh but d- definitely a bit out there because there was um so i'm trying to find this s thompson uh yeah daily routine so this was uh i don't know how true it was but i believe this was basically an idea of like what his daily routine was i think this was published somewhere where the fuck also here's a picture of him like the actual man oh uh, okay yeah. if you've never like seen like him that's that is Hunter S. Thompson with the fucking shades, the big girl. Like he looks like, like the guy from short, the movie, right? Short shorts, a revolver in hand. But like Hell you look yeah. at, um, uh, let me look up the movie here. Fear and yeah, because if you look at fucking Johnny Depp in that, like it's it's pretty kind of on point in a way to like because that same kind of cigarette and like oh, sunglasses, yeah. like that's more or less what he would be wearing and shit like that, right? Um, but so a day with Hunter S. Thompson. So this was su- supposedly, I imagine some of this is probably a little bit exaggerated. I, I, I don't know how true this necessarily is, but suppose this is past during the last, supposedly this was his routine. Hunter Thompson's daily routine is both predictable and outrageous, if not apocryphal, according to E. Jean Carroll's biography, Hunter, the strange and the savage life of Hunter S. Thompson. Let me let me walk you through this, but before I do, what what do you think is involved pretty heavily in this? I'm just, like a lot of drugs, I'm guessing. Like he just like go, isn't it like he's going through Las Vegas, like just like on this drug bend? Well, well, so so here's the thing to remember: fear and loathing wasn't like the only thing he did. Like there were oh no, I know, yeah, and, he's yeah. he's done many things. The, this, That's just the this one isn't, thing I know. This from. isn't necessarily tied to fear and loathing. This is more just in general. This mm. would be like what his daily routine is. But yeah, just a little, yeah. I'm just guessing like a lot of drugs. Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> as much as I corrected you, and I, I just did want you to, to recall this. This wasn't necessarily oh yeah fear and loathing, but yeah, we're definitely in similar waters because <laughs> let, let me walk you through this. 3 p.m. rise. 3:05 p.m. with the morning papers. Dunhill cigarette. 3.45 p.m. Cocaine. 3.50. Another glass of Chivas. Dunhill. First... Four, or, sorry. Four... What does that say? 
Oh, I guess 405. First cup of coffee. Dunhill. It's another cigarette. 415. Cocaine. 416. Orange juice. Another cigarette. 430. Cocaine. 454. Cocaine. 505. Take a wild guess. Cocaine. Fucking cocaine. <laughs> Five eleven. Coffee. Another cigarette. Or uh, cigarettes, because it does say Dunhill's plural. Five thirty. More ice in the shivis. I I'm sure. Five forty-five. Cocaine. <laughs> Six p.m. Grass to take the edge off. Little. Okay. Little now rocking a little yeah. more flavor. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's it. Seven oh five. Woody Creek Tavern for lunch. Heineken, two margaritas, two cheeseburgers, two orders of fries, plated tomatoes, coleslaw, taco salad, a double order of onion rings, carrot cake, ice cream, bean fritter, more fucking cigarettes, another Heineken, cocaine, and for a ride home, a snow clone, a glass of shredded ice over which three or f- over which is poured three or four jiggers. I don't know what the fuck a jigger is. Let me Google that real quick. Because I am... That is that's all for lunch, or yeah, that was lunch, my man. Wow, that's that's a, quite a... the lunch. Yeah, Hunter S. Thompson does sound like quite an interesting lad. I can't even. I'm fine when I search what what are jiggers. I got something about weird fleas, and I don't think that's what <laughs> this is. So we're just gonna drop that. Uh, Nine p.m. now. Uh, we are at cocaine. Um. And bear in mind that the daily routine started at 3 p.m. Yeah, 3 p.m. <laughs> 10 p.m. drops acid. And that was after taking cocaine again at 9 p.m. Nice. 11 p.m. Cocaine, grass, more weed. <laughs> 11.30, cocaine, midnight, hunter, ready to write. <laughs> ready to write after all that. I fucking love that. 12.05 a.m.? To 6 a.m. Chartreuse, cocaine, grass, shivas, coffee, <laughs> Heineken, clove, or clove cigarettes, sorry. Um, grapefruit, Dunhill's, orange juice, gin. 6 a.m. In the hot tub, champagne, Dove bars, fettuccine Alfredo. 8 a.m. Halcyon. Not sure exactly what that is. Uh, let me attempt to Google. Hopefully it's not fleas again. <laughs> uh... Halcyon, also known as triazolam, is a potent uh, benzodiazepine that is prescribed to treat disorders like insomnia, anxiety, aggression, suicide. Oh, it's like that kind of thing. Uh, so I'd be like to knock him out to go to bed. Ah, uh, okay. 8.20 sleep. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's pretty much that. Damn. Well. That is quite the day for, with Hunter S. Thompson. Quite a, quite a man. Quite a legend, some might say. Um... I believe, but yeah, there was, I think that was the only real, I forget why I brought up, oh yeah, because I was making a comparison about our routine as being the Hunter oh. S. Thompson's routine, but obviously his routine was a bit more ridiculous than what His routine's a lot more ridiculous. It's, it's, we're definitely not getting that fucking cranked before well, yeah, a yeah, no, podcast Yeah, none of us recording. do cocaine or any of that stuff. No, no. And you know what? <laughs> I am okay with that. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I like weed. I don't mind that alcohol, but let's. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's as far as I'll go. Let's not get too wild out here. But I might try. I wouldn't mind it. I might try a shroom at some point. Oh yeah, well yeah, sure. One of these days. And I, well, I don't know. I okay, like 
there's a part of me that wouldn't mind at least once in my life maybe trying like ecstasy and LSD. Mm. But I don't know if I don't know. There's a part of me that's a little bit more on edge about trying something like that. Shrooms I could approach. Shrooms I have contemplated multiple times giving a try. Oh yeah, I've, I've well, yeah I want to try them as well. But yeah, I know what you mean. The only thing that scares me about them is like the like trip lasts like forever, like like twelve ten to twelve hours potentially. And if you have a bad trip, like just no thanks. Like yeah, no be, thank you. It, it is something that makes me a little like unsure about doing it. Like because yeah, I've had a bad trip with weed before, and those are bad. But like yeah, a bad oh. tri- a bad trip with weed can be rough. Like it, I find for me, it's really bad if I end up smoking like too much. Mm-hmm. Like if I if I like really like overdo it, and then I'm just like greening out kind of thing. That's when I'm doing real bad. But there, there's definitely some points where I've had like a a bad trip with it where I'm just feeling kind of like anxious and paranoid and shit. Like I had to be a little careful with it because of my own anxiety Mm -hmm. issues. It it can kind of creep up on me sometimes, (laughs) but for the most part, like that's the thing for the most part, it actually lessens my anxiety. Oh yeah. Be a little bit more open and good. And that's part of why I I don't necessarily mind doing it before a podcast because Mm -hmm. it helps me be a little more open and chatty and it helps me kind of, not necessarily hold on to that anxiety and be able to kind of let go of you know speaking in front of people and stuff like that in the same sense and just be able to make stupid jokes and have a good <laughs> conversation and oh, make yeah. something make something good. But that's not to say that I necessarily need the weed to do that. It's just like you said, it helps set a vibe. Oh, exactly, too, right? and it's, that's that's what we're going for for the show. Yeah, it's it's just that's it. We we have a little fun doing that. And, you know, I don't know. I don't look at like smoking weed as being any different than having a beer or something like oh, that, right? Oh like, yeah, especially like here in Canada now with it being legal and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's 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 all right, but all all good things in my life. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, as long as you don't overdo it with anything. All right, we are... We're back. And, yeah, we took a little bit of an intermission, but we are... We're back, and we're back with it. Yeah. Um, Had to step away and deal with some stuff. Ordered some food, because... Gets hungry in here. Yeah, we still haven't had dinner yet tonight, so... We're trying to get some stuff ordered. Oh, and they just confirmed the order for us. How nice. lovely. <laughs> yeah, we ordered some, some bubble tea stuff. We got some some nice uh, some some sweet and sour chicken, some takoyaki. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be good shit when it gets here in a bit. Oh, yeah, when it gets here. But in the meantime, you guys get us oh, in all our wondrous glory. Our, our scrumptious <laughs> topics of discussion. Man, what were we talking about just beforehand? We were talking about all the Hunter S. Thompson stuff. Oh, yeah, we just got done reading, like, a day in the life of them. Oh, yeah, that's... Yes. Yeah, that's a lot of cocaine. That was a lot of cocaine. That was, like, there was that whole period where it was just, like, cocaine, cocaine, cocaine. <laughs> and I don't... Like, and then he gets ready to write. That's... <laughs> that's probably... Of everything in that whole bit, that's the one that just fucked me up. Oh, yeah. In midnight. That. Was just ready to write. Midnight. Hunter is ready to roll. My goodness, I, 
I don't know. I don't think I could like imagine like living that way, right? Yeah, like, really. It's so it feels so detached from like a normal. <laughs> uh, yeah, the normal world and stuff like that. Yeah, like it's I don't know. It's weird. Um, what's like? What's like the 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 like? I don't know. Like the wildest sort of like daily routine sort of like 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 think of like a day where you've like gone through like you get up in the morning and then the rest of that day like it doesn't have to be like a your normal routine but like the mm-hmm. rest of your day like what's like the wildest shit you've like um i i mean i've never really done anything like that crazy wild just like the closest to that i could think of is just like yeah i wake up like i, I do nothing all day smoke some weed <laughs> And that's it, really. Like, I guess that's it. I like. I guess it really can't be that much crazy. Like, really, yeah. I guess like the, my as I was asking you that and thinking about what my answer to that would even be. Yeah, it's kind of a similar vibe of just like it being up real late the night before. And I mean, even then, like well, the times that I'm thinking of was even before I would have been smoking weed or even really drinking alcohol. So, well, I guess the actually the closest thing I could think of that would be ca- when we go camping. Like, wake up from the first night, crack a drink smoke a bowl like whatever yeah like 15 minutes later crack another drink it really is kind of like that when we're out there because yeah it, that's the whole point of camping it, well exactly but yeah like we're, we're all rough in it like most people aren't showering or anything for mm-hmm. the, the couple days or so that we're out there because there's this one dingy little shower in that, fucking, <laughs> that little cabin there and there's like and 20 like, of us plus not not to shit on it but yeah it's, it's definitely not like the 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 freshest place to go and you know mm-hmm. try to wash yourself necessarily <laughs> it's not that important like you can go jump in the water for a bit swim around you'll you'll be fresh enough at least to survive the the, the couple nights right that you're oh, out yeah. there but you're, yeah, you're really not wrong. Like it's definitely like you know, get up, smoke some weed, whatever. I Crack really a drink. To, yeah, I didn't really get to do that this year because I both. Oh yeah. I had to, well, so the the Sunday when we get up from the second night, then it's usually like we're heading. Oh down yeah, so that's soon a, that's that. like yeah, the pack up night. Like everyone has to drive home, so obviously no one can drink. So yeah, it, it's it's pretty quiet, just and pretty chill that morning. But take the yeah, like, photo. The fucking. The morning, the fucking second, or like the first night, like getting up the the morning after that, mm-hmm. um, that this year, I, of course, I did the big fucking drive. <laughs> talk about right, so that also fucking impeded me there. But yeah, I guess that really is kind of the wildest. Honestly, the other place where like shit, I find like I get like into like a wild scenario of like, I, I was kind of thinking of more like a daily routine thing at first, but now just in talking about this, the only other time where like it gets wild, like I'm getting into like really having like and I'm getting, like, kind of drunk. So I'm going to visit my fucking family. <laughs> it's weird. Like, it's, well, it's... <laughs> like, you, your family, like, I shouldn't say unique, but, like, your family is kind of, like, your family is, like, in a way that, like, you can, like, yeah, you can drink, you can smoke weed with them. And, like, for a lot of people, like, a lot of people, like myself, I just can't do that. Like, yeah. my family, like, yeah, just isn't like that. Well, I shouldn't say that. My immediate family isn't like that. When we have, like, our Christmas or, like, Thanksgiving dinners at my aunt's place, uh, like, people will, like, yeah, drink a bit. Like, no one smokes. But, like, we do do a family, like, tequila shot. Like, that's just a tradition. But, like, okay. that's just, like, the, I guess, quote-unquote craziest we'll get. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, it does feel kind of tame in comparison. But I've also got, like, a crazy Newfoundlander grandmother. <laughs> She's quite a fucking character. Um she's very sweet she's, she's a good woman but she's yeah like we 
it, it just yeah like well I mean that was like the one of the first stories I told on this fucking podcast was when I went over to the fucking Thanksgiving last year and I fucking almost gave myself goddamn out al- fucking alcohol <laughs> poisoning because I got fucking way too going fast with the shots which to be fair fucking dad was <laughs> you know he wasn't too afraid to give me more alcohol to fucking roll with but <laughs> I, you know, I, I definitely was the one that got way too fucking cocky there. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> definitely not letting that shit happen again. That was rough, but it made for good storytelling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I bet. Um, I guess for you, the the one that really comes to mind is, I think I've already referenced it. I might have already referenced it in this episode, was you getting fucking lost in the woods. Oh, yeah. That's well, the one that always comes up for well, that's, you. Well, that's, like, the worst I've ever been, like, drunk-wise. I think we've brought that up, like, several podcasts. Oh, yeah. Well, like, it, it is, like, an interesting thing, because, like, I don't normally, like... That's the first time I've ever, like, quote-unquote, like, blacked out. Like, I've had nights where, like, there have been slight gaps in my memory. But, like, that's the first time I've ever, I've ever been, like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened after this hour. Yeah. Like it's just all a blur. It, the, the the thing that always gets me with it, because it was so fucking hilarious to me at the time, was just, like I said, I, I've told the story already before, but it was just, you know, we were driving up that dirt road, and there was fucking sure just, yeah, we fucking lost B. Yeah, we, lo- we lost him. He's just fucking gone. And it just, something about that was just fucking, like, like absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's the first me. thing you experience when you get there. Yeah, well, we lost well that, was, that was my first year there, too. Yeah, so it was like that's my even better. Fir- my first camping experience. Yeah, Kev got drunk and we lost him in the fucking woods. He's basically. just gone. <laughs> and it was some point there, like, oh, we found bees. Yeah, I'll never forget, like, uh, our, our buddy Drew just coming over. Like, he, well, he just went to behind the trailer to take a piss. And then oh, he yeah. looks over. And he's like, Boys, I found bees. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Well, I guess there was. I think we talked about it the last episode of Sherb was on too. I think, oh yeah. I think he brought it up too. Oh, yeah, mind. him and Hubbier because uh, we were talking about the you in the car too. The the really hot fucking night. On oh the yeah. Second year that I had gone. Um. Or well, I guess it would have been like last year. Um. Because yeah, that was that was the whole thing too, but. That one wasn't as quite the same though, because that wasn't because you got like fucked up. That was just because like the heat was so unbearable. It was, fucking... Oh man, because yeah, well, yeah, the in the trailer there was no AC at the time there, and it was hot as fuck that year. My word, and yeah, that trailer just oh, it was unbearable. Like even like the other people who were on like the top bunks, like that like level, like they were saying like yeah, that was just not bearable. Like I couldn't yeah. do it. Uh, yeah, I physically couldn't. Like, I had to go in my car because yeah. it was like at least ten degrees cooler there. At oh, least. For sure. Well, that, that was that was a rough year. This year was nice once we had the fucking blankets. Yeah, once we had the blankets. But I'm glad that it's cooled back off again. Cause yeah, I was getting. I mean, we were already talking about it earlier, but I was getting really fucking sick of that fucking heat. Um, oh yeah. But. I just wish you know, when cooler weather came that the. Uh, uh, the sunlight hours weren't were not affected because that's the one thing I hate about winter here is like at 5 p.m. not even like 4:30 p.m. it's pitch black. It is pitch well, black outside. Well, not, well not, maybe not pitch black, but it's pretty damn dark. Yeah, it definitely can feel like that some days. I I don't think it's ever really been quite that extreme, like not quite 4:30. But you're you're not wrong. Like by it five, gets bad. like especially like when we're really getting into like winter at like 5:30, 6 p.m. Like yeah, you're not wrong. It's it's well, getting to that I've, point. I've I've literally had days from work where like I wake up at like 7 a.m. or whatever, 
and it's like okay still dark out, yeah, yeah still dark go to work leave work and it's like oh hey it's dark out <laughs> what the hell yeah it's it can be rough sometimes like it, it can really kind of like fuck with your sense of, mm-hmm. of all that like yeah, because I still remember, like, back during, like, earlier summer, like, this year, like, I was enjoying, like, when I started, like, getting up a lot of your, like, when I was really starting to hit on that, like, 5 a.m., get up and do my shit kind of stride mm-hmm. that I've, I've talked about a few times on here. Like, i get up and do, because this is, of course, still before I was going back to the gym and stuff, and mm-hmm. I'd just do my workouts in the morning. I'd go and do, like, the, the running around and shit, and then the the workouts here at home. Like, get up those mornings. It'd already be nice and sunny and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, 5 a.m. Like, when sun wouldn't be, like, full up all over the horizon, but there would still be, like, plenty of sunlight in the sky already by that Mm. point, just even just from beneath the horizon just shining up already, right? And by the time I'd be finishing up, the sun would be starting to, like, rise up over and Mm. and come up, right? But, yeah, like, now when I get up for the gym and stuff, start heading out, like, most times it's, like, almost, like, 5.45. Like, later I would have been even starting, like, my run and stuff. Yeah. My my jogging, I should say, back before. Like, it's already, like, it's it's still fucking, like, the stars are up and the moon and shit. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe a bit of sunlight on the horizon, but even lately that's been less and less. Yeah. It's... I mean, yeah, it's, it's just, I mean, it's, it's the same thing every year, Yeah, but it's, it's always one of those things that can be tough to kind of deal with some of that, like, seasonal shift sometimes. But... Oh, yeah. Well, apparently that's a real thing, like, seasonal depression. Oh, yeah. Because, like, oh, 100%. yeah, like, well, one of my friends, um, like, back in the day, uh, had, like, this light, um, I don't know what it's officially called, but it's, like, this, like, seasonal light. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like you, it, stick, you, yeah. Yeah, you stick it in your window, and it, like, it'll fill the room with, like, what should be, like, uh, the appropriate amount of light if it was, like, in the summer. So, like, yeah. say it's 5 p.m., dead of winter. Normally, it's pitch black outside. Well, maybe not pitch black, but you get my point. But this light will, like, fill the room with enough artificial light that it feels like it's uh, normal out. Yeah, well, stuff like that can, can affect that and stuff, and it can help improve it. Like, I mean, there's, mm-hmm. I think there's been studies and stuff on how, like, you know, sc- like, phone screens and stuff like that can, like, kind of fuck with our our sort of natural sense of, like, day well, and night sometimes well, like, to a degree. And, well, phone screen, like, they emit blue light, which, yeah. and I'm pretty sure I read online, that's the same type of light that the sun emits. So, right. like, th- your brain just thinks, if you're staring at it long enough, it thinks, oh, it's daytime. I'm not, I'm not going to go to sleep. But you're using your phone, like, late at night, right before you go to bed. That's why a lot of phones, I know, they have, like, a mode, like, a, a blue light filter. Time. Yeah, it'll, it'll, like, have a filter for that to, like... Yeah, I have that. That's, from... Mine's always on. Yeah. It's... Yeah, it's definitely a thing. Because, I mean, there's even even outside of that, like, it's... It, it's kind of remarkable. You almost think, like, well, just, like, having a light on, like, that's not going to, like, change your perception. Because, yeah. like, I know it's that, but it can have weird tricks on that. It I mean, does. Like, the, it there's really a, does. There's issues with, like, light pollution from cities and stuff like that, like, messing with, like, animals and other, like, surrounding habitats, like, mm-hmm. their, like, day-night cycle sometimes because there's just so much extra light in the sky yeah. that's, like, kind of fucking them up, too. Like, it's it's a real thing. It's, it's oh, interesting. Yeah. I actually blew my mind. Um, uh, I went on a date with a girl, like, a long time ago, and she was, like, she mentioned to me about light pollution. Oh, and, like, yeah. at the time, I literally didn't know that was the thing. I'm, like light pollution what how is that a thing but i looked at it looked it up a bit more after it's like oh wow this is this is actually a real thing yeah no it is it's it's interesting too it because yeah like you you, i guess you hear about it without really knowing what it is and you think like oh how could that be a thing yeah well yeah you think about it and it's like light pollution like i'm just shining a light how does that pollute anything but 
again, it blew my mind. Apparently, yeah, yeah it's a real thing. Yeah, because like for those not listening, it's like the whole idea, at least from what I remember, right? It's basically like there, there's so many collective lights, like in a city area and stuff. Like it actually adds a lot of illumination to like the like atmosphere and stuff like that, kind of in the surrounding mm-hmm. area over a wider area, and it can be enough that it can kind of like mess with animals like natural day night cycles and stuff like that and how they behave and that can kind of like fuck up parts of ecosystems sometimes in ways because it can just kind of throw things off the yeah. natural cycles that they're supposed to be in and it's it's not great and it's it's tough because like you know we as people in some ways kind of need this and benefit from this because mm. our our vision as humans is not like we don't have like great low light vision, right? Yeah. Like it's just not a thing that we we. It's not really an adaptation that we need either because of tools and stuff like that. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to maybe find that like there's been like a decline in maybe how good our low light vision is over over years and stuff like that. I and, believe and that. Decades and stuff, but I, I don't know if that's true. Like, and don't don't quote that as a fact. But like, it, it, we're not exactly known for that to begin with, right? So mm-hmm. it's. Like, we, we need that to get around and see at night because we, we, you know, are the way our society is, especially now, too. Like, there's there's activity at all hours, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and so, like, we need to be able to facilitate that, but at the same time, like, we also need to consider, like, you know, other species, right? Yeah. That also exist here, so, which is, is worth consideration, I think, but, mm. you know. Man, we're this is a weird fucking series of topics today. We're yeah, talking about fucking, I don't know, jumping from fucking shitloads of drugs, <laughs> from, to, yeah, to authors to like this, drinking and now it's fucking light pollution. <laughs> PSA, this is fucking, I don't know. I'm thinking really though, what I think we just need, you know, I think you know, I think we need bees. What do we need? We need Big some good. Bee. We need some good old fashioned recommendations. Oh yeah, for sure. We're gonna get that <laughs> shout out quarter. You like that fucking segue? Yeah, that, was a, that was a decent segue. Did you did you buy that for several hundred dollars to <laughs> ride around on your fucking lawn? I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> you got a recommendation, or should I lead us off? I I have something prepared, but I, mean, I, I do want to give you an opportunity to, to to take the spot here, take a lead. Um, I guess. Um, I guess I, yeah, I guess I have something. So lately Ooh. I've been kind of getting into editing. Like okay. I've already like been thinking like I might try to make that like a small side gig of mine. Okay. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I just like actually enjoy like well, editing videos. Yeah. And I mean, if you, if you can really like, um, like find a style with it and, and get good at like making some like clever kind of like funny edit stuff. Oh yeah. There's always like YouTubers looking for shit like that. And I'm sure there's like plenty of up and comers too, who are like mm-hmm. looking for something like that. And I mean, well, that's actually the thing. Cause, um, what a couple of YouTubers I follow, like they say like, Oh, this person's my editor. I actually messaged one of them on Twitter one time. I was like, how did you become this person's editor? And he literally just told me like, I just made a video and gave it to him. And he just hired me. Nice. And I'm thinking, like, wow, maybe, like, I should just do that. Like, just make something for a YouTuber, send it to them, and, like, if they like it enough, maybe they'll hire me. If they don't, oh, well. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, like, there's there's nothing wrong with trying to, like, do, like, freelance work and stuff like that. I mean, I, I would maybe try... I don't know, there's a part of me that hesitates at the idea of just putting in a bunch of work into something to just oh i know exactly yeah, yeah to just not mean. have that turn out for anything and just because it feels like you're just kind of doing free work for someone mm. in hopes that they'll give you a position and 
I really don't like the taste of that. I know, I know exactly what you mean. At, at the same time, though, like you need, you need a portfolio. Yeah, right? yeah, like, you need a portfolio. You need, Sometimes yeah. you just gotta shoot your shot, like. Yeah, and like I don't think that's bad. Maybe it's it's worth giving it a try. And I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't tell you to, to not go for it. I think mm. that's great. Like I, I think it'd be really cool if you landed like uh, like started doing freelance work, doing oh, shit yeah. like that. I think that'd be and, really cool. And and landing work with that. I mean, like that's that's dope. And oh, I yeah. I hope that that works. Like I, I if you do pursue that, like I hope it works mm. out well. I think that I think that yeah, it'd be really cool. But uh, my recommendation portion was if anyone out there was interested in getting into editing and Ooh. like you wanted to make like like a funny gaming montage or like yeah you just have some like clips with you and your friends like just goofing around like you want to make that into a video uh this youtuber called finzar f-i-n-z-a-r finzar he releases these like really thin laser <laughs> oh no just finzar finzar <laughs> but um he just releases uh these like great tutorials of like how to edit so like it could be like how to subtitle videos like like in a professional way how to like make cool transitions how to like hmm. just yeah become like a better editor that's pretty cool so yeah if you like wanted to like kind of dive into the world of editing like his tutorials i definitely recommend because he also like he edits his tutorials in a funny way so like it's just it's easy to watch, easy to digest, man. And yeah, it's just really good stuff. Like for my job, sometimes I have to go through like videos and like e-learning stuff for like mm. various things I need to use for my workplace, like for technologies and stuff, oh, yeah. and, like programming shit. Right? Some of that shit can be so fucking dry, oh, or or man. it's just like really dorky white dudes trying to make like not the most exciting tech shit sound like really exciting and interesting and i like a part of it for me sometimes is also just like i don't know sometimes i just i have a hard time getting as excited about it as these guys do Mm -hmm. but of course they're sometimes they're doing it more for like a marketing hype thing too right Mm -hmm. but it's man it's uh (laughs) yeah it's always really nice when like something like that can be entertaining and interesting in a way that like really grabs you and engages you more than just like than just being like oh this is useful information but it's it's also like keeping me attentive and helping me like retain exactly. that information because exactly of yeah that. so that's awesome that is one thing that's actually a very good point because i have found with other like people's tutorials in the past not necessarily for editing but just like for like other shit uh just like other people's tutorials like i've had to go back and like watch the video like reference them multiple times because i just can't remember oh, yeah. what the what it is but like this guy, he edit he edits it in like, like a funny way, but also like I don't know, I can just retain it better, and like I don't, I find I don't need to like uh, reference him as much. Like it's like I just know it already. That's pretty cool, man. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. What was the name again? Uh, the the YouTube folks. channel name is Finzar. F I N Z A R. I am the mighty Finzar. <laughs> Yeah, I do. If you want to dive into the world of editing, he has some just amazing like how-to videos. That's pretty dope, man. Definitely check him out. Sounds pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I might even check it out again. I've done oh. some like video editing stuff before. Um, it's it's neat. It's it's an interesting area. Um, 
my recommendation for this week is going in a more musical direction. Oh. Uh, I got an album to recommend. I don't think I've recommended it before. Oh, Hopefully yeah. I haven't, but we're just going to roll with it anyways and just hope that that's the case because I'm pretty certain it's what not. She called. But this is an album called Tying Up Loose Friends. Uh, it is by an artist named Celestophone. Uh, he was mostly known before this. Uh, he's He's a bit more of like a... I wouldn't say he's like a super well-known artist. He's a, he's a bit more definitely like underground kind of thing. Um, more known as like a hip hop producer um, okay. up until this album. This album uh, it's still in a, it's still hip hop, but it's um, he and he does all the production and everything. But he's also rapping on it for the okay. first time in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an album from 2018. Oh, it's the album cover art is by uh, I believe the name I always got to double check as I'm googling it, but the name of the artist for the cover art is Charles Burns, I believe. Uh, yes, that is the name I'm thinking of. Um, so yeah, the cover is by Charles Burns, and it's actually an image from if, I don't know if you've looked up the album or not, bees, but or people at home. Uh, but it's from a comic series he had done. Cause he's a he, he's a notable artist from I forget quite what year. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the album cover. Okay, it's from a, a comic series that Charles Burns had done, and that, that art style that you see is very emblematic of him. It almost has kind of like a a fifties pop art kind of vibe yeah. a little bit, but the stuff he draws like a lot of his stories are very much based in like horror and stuff like that and like weird surrealist stuff but also kind of like pulling from like 50s 60s uh kind of like camp like b-movie horror type tropes and like like tropes from old like uh pulp like horror comics and and magazines and stories and stuff like that right um he's got a really really cool style um, but part of why I highlight that cover art is because it's very emblematic of how wild a lot of the rest of the album is. Yeah, the reason I, I bring up the album art is basically just because, like, I think it's very emblematic of the experience of the album because while it's a hip-hop album, and it's very weird, basically, is, is the main okay. thing. Because it's... The Celestophone's like rapping style, like I think he I'm not sure if he's like layering effects over his voice or if it's just something he's he's able to do with his voice naturally. I'm not exactly sure, but it's kinda of got this like high pitched kind of nasally tone. It's it's very weird, okay. but in a way it sounds a lot like some sort of like goofy cartoon character kind of like rapping. Okay. And if that sounds weird to you, it almost certainly is. And if you listen to it, like if it sounds like that's going to put you off, it's probably <laughs> going to. And I say that as well because it's it's very uh, it's not going to be for everyone. I think mm, that's but to to describe the album, I guess, and, and to really give you an a sense of what it is to experience it. Because it's one of those albums where it very much flows from track to track. It has a very nice cohesiveness. The whole album feels like it has a very collective kind of tone and style and aesthetic to it. Okay. But it, while still having kind of like unique tracks. But there's there's a lot of talk about themes. Kind of very like, you know, kind of uh, talking about like the current state of the world. And like America in particular. Um, mm-hmm. and, and sort of like how shitty a lot of things are. And kind of being very critical of 
uh, a lot of the problems of like modern day culture through a lot of different aspects, like oh, okay. both in terms of like society, labor, in terms of like the military, and in terms of like um, like technology and stuff too. And particularly, very much like a lot of anti like U.S. government stances in terms of like how they behave, in terms of like you know NSA spying and stuff like that, mm-hmm. as well as like also like you know uh, how violent their military can be towards like foreign nations and stuff like that, but. All of all of these themes and ideas are basically filtered through what collectively as an experience feels like you are watched like you're you're listening to this cartoon character like rap at you through what basically feels like the sonic equivalent of like a really weird late night adult swim TV series, like an animated show, but huh. one that was basically just created and animated entirely by people who were on a consistent dose of like various psychedelics and amphetamines and probably a lot of alcohol as well (laughs) and it's it's a very weird trippy deal like the very first track welcome is basically like this skit intro of like this dude like recording this radio ad and like like again it's, like to really sell like the idea of the guy's voice like he he sounds like like a um like a a right and stimpy character that does not actually exist uh like okay. like that's almost how i would describe it and like he he's like talking to this like dude who's like at this like university campus and he's like recording like a radio commercial for but even that's like really off the wall and weird and, like, hmm. the guy's, like, threatening him, like, well, if you can't provide, like, a good radio spot for me by, like, this time tonight, then you're going to be fired. You don't want to know what happens to people I fight. Like, they sound like cartoon characters. Yeah, okay, like, yeah. And, and, like, okay, to give you an idea of, like, how, like, cartoonish it gets, like, there, there's a, the eighth track on the album is called Poets Club, and it basically starts with... Uh, these like weird kind of like vocal noises and stuff like that with all this reverb kind of added on to make it sound like it's in a club and then you okay. hear it starts to mount up more and more as you start to hear like snapping of like you know people in, in that mm-hmm. kind of um uh like like uh like slam poetry thing right doing like, oh, the yeah. snapping for like approval because mm-hmm. you're not supposed to clap you do the snapping yeah uh, i don't necessarily know the reason <laughs> why but basically you start to hear all that like mounting up as you hear like all these like weird like vocalizations like mm-hmm. people doing like weird or, or maybe even just Celestophone. I'm not exactly sure how, how it was recorded or if it's just samples or what, but it's really like woo like weird sounds and shit. Okay. And then like as you're hearing that, you're also hearing like a dude like imitating like SpongeBob's laugh in the midst of all of this. Huh. But then it all kind of like peters out to like um like basically like the Celestophone coming on like the same voice he's been using through a lot of the album that that cartoon character that like Ren Stimpy-esque kind of like voice that I was talking about like like why does hip-hop keep giving the wrong people money (laughs) why does it give room for me to complain and then it like leads into like this track and like as he starts rapping like the beat comes in really good like while his voice is really high-pitched and nasally it's it's kind of weird to get into when you start to really dig into like what he's rapping about and shit and really listen to like the the rhymes and the flows like he's got a decent flow his delivery really isn't bad even though it's very weird and off the wall yeah and then you start to listen to the production which is all again by the same guy and it's it's 
it's lush like it's it's you hear these like really nice keys come in and this this beautiful like synth like twinkling effects in the background and stuff and it's all these like extra effects layered in and extra like vocal samples like there's so much depth and texture and layer to what's there like layers to what's like in the production and so it's it's very good like there's a lot there but it's it's a very weird vibe but i i also really appreciate that like it's it's a fucking trip of an album. <laughs> like I, I'm really trying to convey that that that's the case, and it's, it's not going to be for everyone because of that, because it's super yeah. weird and experimental, and it's out there. But like, and that that's why I think the Charles Burns artwork is super um, poignant, or not poignant, I guess, but very um, emblematic. I guess as I said before, emblematic of of the album because it, it like especially looking at that album art, like it, it's this weird surreal thing. Like it's this dude in like you know a like luchador outfit carrying like a drink table like like plate thing like bringing drinks out to someone like walking through a doorway and it's just like the weirdest shit going on in this room like nothing makes sense it it's the picture of like the absolute picture of like surreal artwork right like it's just it's it's weird it's nonsense but it's it's very cartoony and i think that's that's very very much fits in with the overall like vibe and theme of the album definitely check it out it's an album I think is really good, but I, I, I really wanted to talk about it because <laughs> I don't think many people will be willing to give it a chance because if you listen to it at face value, it's definitely real weird. And I, I don't blame anyone for not being into it or not being able to get into it because of the weirdness, but I think people should give it a try. Mm-hmm. And I really yeah, want to convey, like, there's there's some good shit here. Okay. You know who else has some good shit, though? Who? Our good buddy Blackbird Bell. Oh yeah. Our buddy Zoo uh, for letting us use his music for intro and outro. Yeah, definitely go give him some love, some follows. You can find him on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, uh, Spotify. You can also find him on Twitter. Uh, we have a Twitter as well. If you didn't know that, Balcony underscore Banter. Yeah, come check us out. We do some good memes sometimes. And I'm. I also have Twitter. Uh, at Big B the Wizard, post some art there here and there. Hell yeah. Uh, and technically do some twitching here and there too with my buddy Moose uh, at twitch.tv slash we underscore wanna underscore draw. Uh, also, fuck Twitch though right now for <laughs> hate raid bullshit going on uh, against uh, trans people and other visible minorities, uh, LGBT groups and, and POC folks and stuff like that right now. Uh, it's real rough, and Twitch is being a real shithole company for not even mm-hmm. being willing to respond to everything going on, let alone the uh, all the backlash and everything. There was the day off Twitch recently as well, the whole uh, walkout thing there. Yeah, I heard of that. Yeah, get, like give people some support. It, it's disgusting bullshit. It's just basically like racists, homophobes, whatever brand of bigotry just sending in bot raids just to try it oh, and okay. other like channel raids and stuff just to try to like fuck with people who are just trying to like you know just trying to have fun and stream yeah, and, 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 and live their life and just it's just people who are being shitty and need to like feel some need to just ruin other people's day and just be oh, okay. fucking cunts so um and definitely give them some support and I think with that i think yeah that's it i think we're at the end for this week folks this has been episode 41 of balcony banter i've been big b and i've been bees and you know what what's the final word word this week bees uh, i think the final word is we thank you for joining us and stay sexy folks
See ya.